hey guys in the last episode i said hello and i got a lot of slack for that so i went with hey guys which again is a disappointment but we'll go with it and welcome back to just baatein for those of you who don't know just baatein means to just talk and that's exactly what we do here we talk about topics such as sports politics sciences technology and everything and anything in between my name is ashwin and guess what prath is again missing the thing is Our Instagram page is active. Our podcasts are being published. He was also there last Sunday, but he just goes missing during the weekdays, and we got to find him. But you know what that means? When Prath is missing, we have a guest today, and she's a very, very special guest. Before I introduce her, I'll touch upon what the topic is. Uh, the topic for today is mental health, but there's a slight twist to it, right? It's the second person's perspective on trying to help someone with mental health issues. now what does that mean so let me give an example imagine you have a friend or a family member you take to the doctor because they are ill like physically like physically ill so fever or a cold and prescribes you with medicines and what not so you come back home and you know what to do you know the right kind of medicines to give right kind of food to give right things to say maybe the right room temperature if you're that high class maybe so you know what to do to make them recover faster now i think I at least think most of us don't exactly know what to do or what to say when our kid or when our friend comes back from therapy. Like, what do we ask them? Do we ask them about the therapy? Do we ask them what they discussed or what do we do that they feel comforted and they feel safe? Now, there's an other side to this, right? There's one side where that happens, and the second side is when they haven't gone to therapy yet and they open up and confess about. how they harm themselves because that helps them cope up with pain now what do you do then because i instinct the reaction would be to be aggressive and tell them that this isn't the right thing to do or you shouldn't be doing this because that's what goes in our heads right and do you think and is there a right way to cope up with this now this is exactly why i think the guest for today is the perfect fit because she is an epitome of an ideal human being with the kindest and sweetest heart and i stand by this and more than that she is she has a degree in psychology she is she has changed a lot of lives especially kids where she works with her name is yogita hashtag man and i hope i've done justice to the name ma'am yeah. we can say hi <laughs> oh my god you cannot like make me almost tear up just before us going live like that oh okay that that was very sweet ashwin thank you for that wonderful introduction and i am really impressed to see what you all are doing here that's that it looks really exciting uh do let me know how i can listen in to this podcast not yes, this one the, yeah the others too yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already got her approval so that's that <laughs> we can get on with this and yep. this claim i call her ma'am because i was a <laughs> was few years ago mm. and i have the same level of respect if not more so if you're wondering that's that yeah now getting right into the topic i'll ask you the most basic question right we know what physical health is we know mm-hmm. what it takes to be physically healthy mm. and etc what is mental health and what do you think there are issues surrounding mental health right okay so um i think what you said was very right about you know how somehow with our physical health there is a very predictable way of moving ahead right when something goes wrong i know what i need to do what kind of specialist i need to go to who do i tell um also there are no um you know i think almost uh, 
of course generationally things have changed where in the past when people felt sick they sort of dealt with it and now when children fall sick they blow it up um so yeah that that changes there but somehow there's a lot of you know you can be very vocal about it that oh i'm sick um you know i need to go see this one in fact forget like your body your body is still yours we take better care of our car, cars i think uh, you know uh, we make sure that we have our insurance we have uh, you know our uh, checks are happening you make sure it's fueled up uh, but you don't necessarily do that for yourself right so i think mental health is definitely uh, i think when we talk about mental health it's a very strong word i think it has a strong connotation uh, but that's because we uh, we uh, associated with illness and with uh, being mentally ill which is very different right and and that is again something that is um, i wouldn't say is in, in anyone's control and uh, you know the amount that you get judged for having a disorder or you know um, and especially personality disorders or you know addictions things like that you get there's a lot of onus put on the person for it it's like you know you made a choice to do, to to have that illness or issue um but i feel like mental health is definitely about just being well uh, in your in your mind um so so you know how well you can listen into your thoughts how how much you're aware of your thoughts and feelings and what you do with them right um so while of course the other side of the spectrum is about uh, you know illness and issues and which could be uh, ranging all the way from uh, you know things which are out of our control to things which are in our control you know like i said there's there's uh, personality disorders there is addiction there is illness there's depression schizophrenia there's so many severe illnesses and then there are milder ones and i feel like mental health is something that uh, unfortunately there still exists a stigma still exists um i feel like with uh, working with adolescents like you ashwin um, you know i know that there are uh, there are still so many kids who are very um, uh, they 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 look at it as something that is uh, helplessness uh, where they need to i mean um, sorry that's not the right word i feel like they um, they feel like they should be able to deal with their issues and uh, you know the lack of being able to do that is incompetent somehow whereas if you are sick physically it, that's not the way that you look at it right somehow you you feel like you should know everything and you should know how to handle yourself when you're sad and happy and angry and you know uh, and you judge yourself the most for it uh, so so for me i mean of course i don't think i've been very clear about what i'm saying but i feel like mental health is so many things it's about uh, you know just just listening in and being mindful and understanding your thoughts being uh, giving yourself the kind of attention and acceptance that will help you uh, you know really be fond of yourself and that is something that i think most of us are not like we, we we very easily can give a long laundry list of things that we like about our friends but when they uh, when you ask the same question about yourself somehow you don't know what to say um so i often tell kids to think from their kid from their friends perspectives when i'm asking them about what they like uh so yeah ashwin did i did i sort of yeah yeah answer were, the question I, i thought yeah yeah i thought you were very clear and that's what i was going to say i think this is exactly why i thought you mm. would be the perfect fit because <laughs> i don't think anyone would have put it that well right. now jumping to the topic before i asked the why is and the how and yeah. whatever i want to ask you if it is like we know they are but even then do you why do you think not why but do you think parents and friends play a vital role in someone's life mental health for them 
which mm. helps them recover sooner or mm. generally do you think it plays a vital role in someone's mm. mental health mm. oh yeah of course it does it definitely does so one definite way of uh, uh, understanding this is in the way we are all brought up right so uh, when when you're uh, basically i truly believe that uh, and i think this there probably data for this as well where you know your the voices you hear growing up uh which are your parents voices and any other adults or significant people in your life that sort of starts to become your inner voice right so when your parents bring you up with the thought of saying that yes uh you know you will get this only if you do this right so then you start to do that to yourself you start to feel worthy of things only if you prove yourself right and uh, therefore uh, yeah definitely parents play a huge role at the same time a nurturing and comforting environment um, accepting environment is something that would uh, you know probably helps help children or adolescents express themselves better so that helps in a way right like where you feel like okay um because i feel like from what i see uh, and i see adolescents day in and day out it's it's um, I, i feel like uh, you know because we sort of make a lot of deductions based on uh, one or two incidents right so you know you think that oh my my uh, mom is she hates me because of this this is reason you know that these are the kind of things or like you know my my teacher uh, uh, you know can't stand me uh, and whereas in reality of course that's not that's absolutely not true but you know maybe one interaction made you feel negatively and like you made made you feel like they were not looking after you or they didn't have your back and you know that kind of makes a solid deduction in your head whereas um i think there are so many layers to everything and there are so many nuances to everything which is something that uh, adolescents uh, their brains are not evolved enough in literally to put it very crudely they are not evolved enough to understand those things or to look at the larger picture right you're very absorbed in that thought you, you kind of just get carried away by that one thought so um okay so 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 yes um, a nurturing environment or a positive accepting environment can really help someone uh, express themselves and if they can do that then maybe just hearing themselves talk about something could give them clarity right uh so like ashwin said earlier right you uh, our tendency is to kind of say no why are you doing that what's wrong with you i need to tell your parents da, da, da. that is one way the other is also i've seen a lot of kids be extremely empathetic they are um, you know they're trying to be there for their friends but there is a um, i think there's a limit to how much they can do that as well because they if eventually figure that they are not the people to help this person out right they feel like okay there's only so much i can do there's only so much i understand about a situation and also being an adolescent is adolescent it's difficult right you can't really see things from a uh, from a larger perspective you see it also very myopically you also see it as the way the person is seeing it so um so yeah in spite of having I, I guess, like you know, you can be a very nurturing environment. You can just be that listening ear without judgment, and I think that is the biggest thing. I think just having, uh, being able to give someone a space to express themselves is is a huge, uh, 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 you know, a huge service you can do almost uh, for anyone. Uh, um, having said that, again, I feel like. uh you know at the end of the day we need to also take responsibility for ourselves so you know very easily one can play victim to a situation and say that oh but my family was like this and you know i got i was brought up like this and therefore this therefore that and you know that might be very very true 
but uh, that can become your story and uh, you know unfortunately if you keep repeating it like that you won't be able to change it and and then you kind of slip into a victim mode which is not helpful and you're not solution oriented that you know so so uh, i feel like in spite of the big role that the the environment can play at some point you need to pull yourself out and say that okay yes this is my reality this is my environment but now what what do i do with it right does it does me complaining change it no it doesn't right so then what do i do how do i make this work for me or how do i how do i accept this and move ahead from here so yeah that is something i'd like to uh, bring up remember that last point leads mm. to the next question that i had in mind that okay let's say so you talk about nurturing environment and accepting environment and then acceptance mm. of this is what it is mm. and i have mm. to do something about this mm. or with this but what if your parent especially your parent cuz friends mm. are okay most of the time yeah what if your parent are not that open minded and stigmatize mental health or play yeah. it as if it's nothing you have to yeah. break that barrier right there yeah. must be something you can do yeah. that breaks that barrier of making them mm. understand it is a real issue and mm. that is an issue i'm going through mm. so what can mm. someone do to break that barrier mm. so i think uh, ashwin i understand that uh, you know i i know what you're saying and i hear this again from a lot of kids where you know the moment i kind of mention saying you need to speak to your mom or dad um there's a huge resistance right there's a very there's a lot of fear there's a lot of like oh god no uh, that imam they will never understand no way you know that's the kind of reaction and uh, you know ashwin you're not the only one i hear that a lot right there's there's a lot of uh, resistance and uh, somehow i feel like um sometimes we have again it comes from a, a place of assumption that this is how it will be maybe you're absolutely right but i don't know if you know maybe trying it out is really one thing that you can do and which is not like you know uh, i feel like just having dialogue with your parents about what uh, and this is the advice i give to parents right let, let let them let just hear them out stop judging before they say something because i see that very often parents you know in a situation which is crucial like maybe somebody is committed suicide somebody we know and you know it uh, mm-hmm. uh the when you open up a conversation you're immediately saying that oh god what's wrong with this person how can you do that blah 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 but you know uh they need to give their children space to speak up about it and and not block out that entire discussion that could have happened at that point right in spite of that i feel like if you can open up conversation about uh, you know this is what i'm doing this is what i've tried yet i'm not able to deal with this you know in a um in a way that helps them understand that yes i am trying to sort this out i'm not enjoying feeling like this you know uh, maybe that opens up a little conversation with parents and helps them see it a certain way um but at the end of the day you know um, what the, i feel like parents reactions or any adult reaction is out of our um circle of control right um, it, it unfortunately in spite of maybe just putting parents through seminars and you know lectures and podcasts and stuff like that is maybe they still won't change their mind because that's on them and it they are coming from their own thought process or their own lives and their own bring up and you know the, the way they have been brought up right so um so 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 as you grow older you get a bit rigid so probably that's where they are coming from 
However, I feel like, you know, just starting off the dialogue and saying it that this is exactly what I'm feeling. And I know that I don't like I'm not liking this. I, I want to feel differently, but I'm unable to help myself. Um, I feel like parents need to be in the loop very often when the child needs external help because y'all are young kids and, you know, it's very difficult and uh, unfortunately to access people who can help you out, professionals especially. And I think that's where it comes in. Uh, parents' role really is important. Uh, very often I've seen that parents are, um, you know, they might not understand it, but they will, they might just be open to it. They might be like, okay, um, you know, yeah, okay, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but, uh, you know, just talk to me. That's that's a very common one, right? Their parents expect you to talk to them and they are the ones who can solve their problems. And again, they are coming from a space of, look, I am I'm your parent. I'm supposed to take care of you. Why do you need someone else to take care of you? You know, that's their perspective. So, uh, so I feel like continuous dialogue and trying to help them see that this seems like something that is not for you to handle by yourself might help in the long run. What do you feel? Yeah, I, I agree with you. But the thing is, what you said again leads to the next question again. Mm. You talk about parents and being in the loop. Mm. But what do you think as a parent, as a mother or the father, you should mm. tell your child? How mm. do you speak to them? How do you make mm. them feel like it's okay mm. that you're going to therapy because it's good yeah. for you. It's not something yeah. that's not normal. Yeah. It is normal and yeah. you should be doing this. How yeah. do I as a father or a mother make my child comforted? Mm. How do I make them feel comforted? So I think definitely lead by example, right? Or like bring it up in conversation. So if I, I'm a, I'm someone who is supposed to be a caregiver or provider, right? So one is as a parent and the second is as a counselor or, 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 or someone who's helping kids. But uh, does that mean that I don't need the help? Of course not. Of course not. That's not possible. In fact, probably means that I need even more help because there's so many stories swimming around my head, right? And uh, while we are trained to kind of not be very connected with with it, um, you know, at a very personal level. It's uh, it's professional. However, with uh, you know the kind of connection, sometimes you make it becomes personal, right? I would like be in tears thinking, oh God, this this kid has to go through something like this. Why, you know? So so it's we are not robots, right? So I feel like leading by example is really definitely there. So if I am seeking therapy for just, I mean, nothing has to be wrong, right? I just want a place to sort of empty out my full cup because I have, uh, you know, I have, of course, my great friends and I have my spouse and I have, you know, my parents or whoever else that I talk to. But, you know, uh, just because I am supposed to be providing that sort of help to others, it doesn't mean that I am so completely sorted in my own head, right? I have my um, shortcomings. I have things that I'm struggling with maybe as a, um, probably as a kid, uh, you know, things that have happened and I've, I've tried to deal with it, right? So I, I feel like maybe it's, so as a parent, if you ask me, I have two children. So as a parent, if you ask me, what I try to do is be vocal about that, that, you know, yeah, so I, I need to see my therapist this weekend. Uh, you know, guys, uh, can you guys take care of yourselves? You know, that's sort of just dropping it. I'm not, I'm not shoving it in anyone's face, but I'm definitely not hiding it either. Right. So so something like that was saying that, yeah, my therapist asked me to think about it like this or she asked me to talk to you about these kinds of things. Do you feel like that's true? You know, am I doing this or, you know, just just being more vocal and open and light about it. And, uh, you know, again, giving the analogy of, of the fact that um, the physical body and the mental body, like, you know, how it is, um, they're so connected, yet we take our mental health so lightly 
and we put the onus completely on ourselves which is unnecessary yeah if you're able to handle it great good for you you know but uh, i feel like it doesn't even need to be like therapy is not something that you even need to go to in a time of crisis it could just be your default like like a check up right like you just you just go to your therapist and you you talk about what's going on because there is enough that's going on in everyone's lives so so i think being a little more open and vocal about what you are doing and uh, you know if at all like uh, i think as parents we need to really kind of uh, realize that it's unfair even on ourselves to expect you to be a one stop shop right it's impossible you cannot be a good mom a good cook a good you know uh, i don't know dancer painter whatever everything suddenly you have to be a great therapist for your child as well it's too much it's not possible and that's okay you know it and and just because the child wants to speak to someone outside of the family um it's not about like it's it's just about getting a third perspective right because you are very tied into your child's situation you cannot have the same perspective a third person can can and i speak this from personal experience i struggle with my son with certain issues and i need to reach out to like my friends who are uh, you know in the field to say that listen i'm really not able to get this done can you help me with what i'm doing wrong you know and i have to have the open mindedness to do that otherwise i'm stuck and i'm making my kids suffer which is ridiculous right so so i think it comes from there as my i feel like just we need to talk, just talk we need to talk we need to judge less we need to open up and we need to you know uh, pull down our our barriers and yes everybody judges each other of course you do but you know we still accept each other for who we are and the more you express yourself the more you'll realize that no matter how much of a difference uh, how different you are from the other person they still love you for who you are it's not about being exactly like them it doesn't have to be about that and that's something again i've learned growing up you know i was i was a bit uh, hesitant of expressing myself when i was younger you know i used to feel like people would judge me they wouldn't accept me because i was different from them but uh, the more i i kind of shared that and i the more i said of said what i wanted to or was what was on my mind or you know uh, it 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 i realized that yeah they'll laugh at me at that point but then that's not something that anyone remembers or holds against me for sure and it doesn't matter it probably makes everyone feel closer because you know how you exactly you think about every single thing and you don't have to put on any any facades right so yeah yeah ma'am do you think there's a there's a sense of insecurities within mm. the parents mind that makes them hesitant to let the kid go to therapy do you think yeah definitely because <laughs> you don't want your home secrets spilled to a complete stranger right somehow that makes you feel insecure makes you feel and it also makes you feel inadequate right like i said most parents feel like they need to be the one stop shop for their children they should be everything for their kids you know otherwise they're failing as parents but i wouldn't say that at all i think i think all of us need a third person perspective we all do right um and i feel like it doesn't compromise the way we feel about each other if i need to tomorrow if i think it will hurt me if my son feels like he has a another person he wants to talk to as opposed to me i think i would be like emotionally i would feel a little like eh, why i'm so open minded i'm so cool why why aren't you telling me you know i that might be my first reaction but i i have to understand it you know because there's clearly something that there is a need if he has seeked out uh, help with someone else and you know there is a need for it and i have to address it i can't i can't act like it doesn't exist right so so yeah i do think it plays in on an insecurity it plays in on that thing of being this perfect parent which everyone has 
um you know and it's very natural so yeah anyway and listeners you should know this when she says that she is cool that she is cool like she's very very cool ma'am now let's flip a coin right like we all have friends at night and yeah. we'll receive a text of yeah can i talk to you about something and then our reply will be of course and then they go yeah. on and on about things they are facing through and that's yeah. that maybe things in school or at home whatever and the other side where like the example i used where they open up and tell you that mm. dude i'm doing these things to myself i'm mm. harming myself i'm taking this or i'm cutting mm. myself up in mm. ways i'm harming myself mm. and i just needed to open up and mm. i know a lot of my own friends who have gone through this who have listened to these conversations mm. what, what what is the i don't know if there's a right thing to say but what do you think we can say that mm. makes them mm. So um, that it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I feel like uh, you know these are major red flags, Ashwin. I feel like you know people who are harming themselves, cutting themselves. It's uh, you know I think it's very difficult for any person to stop doing it all by themselves. Yes, it takes a lot of time. And I've seen kids who have spoken about it and said that you know I I managed it. I uh, you know I was able to pull myself out of it. But the relapse does keep happening. um i feel like we need to bring their attention to the fact that is it helping is it helping in the long run right so if i am cutting myself yes it is it's a momentary relief but after that what does the problem go away and if it is not then you know uh, is this an effective way to handle it it's a coping mechanism right and so is that an effective no, but, coping mechanism yeah Ma'am, uh, but I'm sorry to interrupt you. But no, why no, no. did they do it in the first place? I'm sure there must be another way to solve this. Right? Why do they think of, of self-harm as a solution to so, pain they're going so through mentally? So sometimes it's a reaction, like you know, the people punch walls. They, 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 you know, um, they just—it's an impulsive, not thought-out reaction. sometimes cutting yourself is is something that uh, you've heard people doing and you know you want to try it out like in terms of does this help you know a lot of kids have done that as well and they've realized okay this is not for me uh, but you know i feel like there there is a certain influence that comes from external like you know hearing that people are doing this um uh, or just not being able to have the perfect um, i mean you get so overwhelmed by your thoughts and emotions and feelings that you feel like if i don't do this right now i'm going to burst and i'd rather do this than you know go out and like i don't know have a meltdown in front of my mom you know and so that's what you sort of do to release it and you kind of displace your pain from it being in your head to it becoming physical and you know something to focus on and then that starts to become like a negative coping mechanism which becomes a habit very easily and uh, you know it develops so which is why it's like an addiction right you can't step out of it so easily it takes some time so so you know i think in that sense um, i mean the, not to judge absolutely we're not here to judge but at the same time i feel like if that is something that becomes your uh, coping mechanism and it becomes something that you do you must uh, you know consider like your the friend who's listening in has to bring the child's attention to the fact that you know um, you have been doing this uh i mean not of course at that moment you kind of just hear them out and you say okay you know just take care of it physically you know just just make sure that you're all right and be i and you're safe and uh, you know then eventually kind of look at uh, uh you know helping them see it at a time when they're not 
uh, actively in, in that dirty space you kind of say that okay you know you've been you you kind of tend to turn to harming yourself has it been helping you know and maybe they would say yeah it does for that much time and okay yeah i'm sure it does and then what does it help beyond that or is it something that you're feeling okay about do you feel good after you do it right and these questions will help them realize that okay this is not a very positive coping mechanism and yes while it works for those few minutes it's not taking the problem away so we have to look at the problem itself and what is it that you need to do to help yourself in that phase right like if it, if it's if it's just like you feel unworthy right you feel like oh god i don't know even know why i exist this is completely i'm a complete waste here um, i make no difference to anyone's life right these are the kind of thoughts that a lot of kids have and uh, you know i think it's important to look into that thought and say okay what is making you feel like that and would you feel like um, i mean you know if this was if this was a friend uh, telling you this about themselves would you accept it and would you say that that's okay for them to feel like that so you know just giving people perspective and helping them see that this is a mechanism that is not helping them um and that they need to look at more positive mechanisms like maybe you know how about you call me before you cut yourself next time right and maybe you can give that person the opportunity to talk you out or talk you down right now uh, okay talk you uh, not down talk you out of that that dirty space uh, right like uh, so so i think that sort of that sort of thing could help and i really feel like you know y'all uh, this is a constant dilemma for me as well like when to uh, involve adults irresponsible adults in their lives right so uh, you know this ashwin i i've spoken to you about this it's it's difficult right how much how how far is too far right and uh, when is it that i kind of take that call and say hey this is going beyond me i am not going to be able to help you beyond a point and i have to unfortunately because maybe see the parents are not in the know because they're probably not the right people to help at this point according to the child right but uh, you know if you feel like that they really do need the help it's okay for the kids to you know you'd rather have a child who's pissed off with you a friend who's pissed off with you as opposed to someone who's not there anymore right uh, i think that's a call you need to take at that point if it's getting too severe if it's getting something that's becoming too 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 often too common you know it's okay to be the bad guy there and do what is required uh, to alarm the people that are involved because you know you want this person around and it's just a matter of uh you know having a very very strong negative thought and acting on it right impulsiveness is just a matter of a it's just a matter of a thought in a second right and if the person isn't in their in their complete uh positive self or like in a in a space where they can fight those thoughts you don't know what can happen and uh, you know knowing that and not having done anything about that is is so much worse so i'd like i'd like to definitely caution everyone on that it's it's a very you know you have to be careful about how much information you're holding in for this other person as well it should not be something that's harming them in the long run so uh, before before i ask yeah. you one yeah. last question i want to ask you something along the lines of this i'm yeah. sure there are ways and which yeah. to cope up and help your friend or a family yeah. member for that matter yeah. but we have friends for again relatives who tell you to brush it off or find mm. something to do that keeps your mind busy mm. or distract yourself <laughs> yeah. do you yeah. think that's one out of 100 way to cope up with things or are we getting something wrong here the brushing okay. it off part yeah so so my uh, entire way of uh, 
so the so the the kind of therapy that i believe in is is uh, acceptance and commitment based therapy it's called act and in that ashwin basically it, this ignoring thing is like a complete myth uh you know you you ignoring something or acting like it doesn't exist or putting it off is just giving it even more power i feel like you're pushing away um you know it's like it's like stretching a rubber band and saying that oh, okay you i don't know wait let me think of a better analogy um it's like i don't know like it's like a yeah, spring like where you're kind of yeah i mean you're just pushing something away from you but every time you let that go it's you know you you sort of get it just comes and smacks you in the face right again and it's probably even more powerful the next time yeah because you've not listened to it you've not dealt with it you've not looked at it for what it is um my whole understanding and i of course you know we've had so many conversations about this again is you know look at it look at it for what it is and if you need to give it a form give it a form you know if it needs to be a certain color and a material and a space in your physical body let it happen let it you know see see it for what it is if it's that dirty feeling of oh god nothing is ever going to work out for me where is why is this feeling coming up where is it and you know i feel like all we need to do is look at it and and the more we look at it uh the more we see it for what it is it will loosen its grip on us and that reaction that violent disgusting reaction you have every time will start to phase down and you'll say okay yeah it's there but you know the more the more and more you start to see it it will it will sort of help you um help you look at it with little more perspective right so i don't know i i think of this as a i mean another uh, example comes to mind is um generally probably a very severe thing like death of a, of someone dear right um, um i mean i'm just looking at a personal example and you know why does time heal time just heals because you know you it, over time you've thought about it so much that it starts to lose its grip on you you don't feel that dirty achy feeling as you did maybe when it just happened any sort of thing a breakup or you know a loss of a friend a big fight you know whatever it is this i mean think of yourself when it happens and think of yourself maybe 3 months later there's a huge difference right so the more we kind of deal with what is happening and see it look at it make space for it and literally just make space for it in you within you and say that yeah okay you are here thank you stay you know do what you want but i am still going on with what i need to do yeah so you are not stopping i mean you're not ignoring the thought you're almost acknowledging it and saying yeah you're there okay you know but you're not judging it either you're not telling yourself you're such an idiot why do you keep thinking like this why are you going on uh, bringing up the same thought you know there's so many things in your i mean that's the first reaction we have right oh you have so many things in your environment which are going well for you why do you have to bring this up as a issue you know we are waiting to beat ourselves up so much um that you know we really need to uh, we need to be more compassionate for sure towards ourselves you know um and 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 being self nurturing or um i don't know you know giving yourself some time and space is not the same as being selfish you're not being selfish you are taking care of yourself to be a better version of yourself which is helpful to everybody around you literally mm-hmm. right if you are this horrible like you're trying to be there for everybody but you have no understanding or time for yourself how are you giving where are you giving from where is that space coming from you're going to burn out and it's not helping anyone 
So, you know, I, I think we really need to look at, I think that is something which is, is it seems pretty uh, embedded in our culture, um, especially the Indian context where we are very like, you know, oh, no, no, I can't, I have to put myself on the last back burner always. No, it's okay if you give yourself that time and space because that's when you will have the absolute clarity to help anybody else out. If I'm not okay, I can't be there for anyone else. And that's happened. There are days when I'm just so full of, my own nonsense that I can't I can't help anybody else out I don't have it in me you know so I need to clear out my cup it's a, I, I mean this cup uh, analogy always works right it's, it's just about if your cup is always full there's no more space right so you've got to keep doing what you need to to empty your cup and you know be there to take in experiences you know help people out um, whatever that's important to you you know experience things for what they truly are as opposed to being completely in your head all the time so yeah did i answer your question i lost track of yeah the... yeah you did, okay i was also going to emphasize on the rubber band analogy correct me if i'm wrong but yeah. i think it's like mm. holding mm. the rubber band in one end and every mm. time you yeah uh, push away a thought it's pulling yeah. the rubber band from yeah. the other hand yeah. yeah and then boom it hits you it hits even. you back absolutely and you know what the rubber band can snap as well if you stretch it too yeah. much so, so, you know, what are you trying to do to yourself at the end of the day, right? So, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Now, before coming to the last question, I just have this stat in front of me, which is scary. So, from 2018 to 2019, the suicide rate just in India hmm. have increased by 3.4%. 3.4%. And on average, last year, there were 381 people committing suicide out of which 28 to 30 were students. It's disheartening, like it's Mm. heartbreaking. The fact that we know that mental health issues and the awareness programs have been increasing every year, which is good, but doesn't seem to be all that effective, Mm. evidently, at least with what the stats say. By the way, this is from the National Crime Records Bureau in India, it's officially published. The scarier part of this is that these are not even real numbers because most of the suicide cases in rural cities and even urban for that matter. Hmm. don't get officially recorded which means there are larger numbers which we don't even see hmm. so hmm. why hmm. do you think okay. hmm. these programs are not effective or not programs but why do you think the rate suicide rates are increasing and what do you think we as common people not programs and not seminars but yeah. what can we do to so, bring down these um, what about um, ashwin what is the data is for what like is it the city state what are you uh, or just country the country really okay okay so um okay i feel like uh, as a as a people um we are uh, we Ma'am, so wait yeah. wait so because we are city and city and state so what mm. the national crime bureau does is they mm. take out relative okay. so they take out cases from each district mm-hmm. and each state whatever the so whatever fir is filed yeah. And if they conclude that it right, is suicide, right. they That's take that it record. Right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which means most of the suicide cases are not, not actually officially recorded. So yeah. these numbers are lower than what they actually are. That's a really good question, Ashwin, actually. Um, interestingly, I feel like, uh, you know, as a society, things are changing for us. Uh, you know, we are, everyone's becoming more individualistic and therefore, uh, you know, the support system might not be as strong as it used to be. 
uh, I think uh, complexities are increasing in terms of each one's lives and, you know, the kind of situations that we're having to face. Um, and like I said, I think everyone's sort of looking out for themselves and, uh, you know, the, the whole community feeling that was there before um, is um, probably reduced to some extent because people are connecting in different ways, right? Um, also in the current situation, that technology is taken over very, very uh, strongly. Um, you know, what happens is that you know, we connect over so many other ways. And like, if we connect online, then that's a very different sort of connection to that, which is physical and, you know, present when you're present with each other. Um, so, so I don't know if it's as easy to uh, find the space to, to express yourself um, like you would maybe. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think the complexity has increased and that's the reason that probably the suicide rates are higher. Um, you know, we're exposed much earlier to lots of things that didn't exist before. So, so uh, probably these are contributing factors. Um, and, you know, as kids, what we can do is really just be that listening ear, look out for those red flags, right? If you know that, you know, this person is behaving a certain way, which is unusual to them, you know, ask, don't just think that it's okay, let it be, you know, uh, because you never know what the other person is going through, especially when we're reacting very strongly sometimes, uh, you know, there is a lot of... Um, I mean, we really need to be a little more considerate of the other person. We really need to look outside of ourselves and see what others are also going through, you know, and uh, respond to them appropriately. So, so I think that's something we can do for each other and, uh, you know, create a support system for each other where we have a safe space to speak ourselves. And I think, you know, uh, like I said, with the complexity of relationships increasing, what happens is, um, you know, it, 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 I find, you know, kids find it uh, a little more difficult to be themselves. And, um, you know, they might not be completely transparent about their thoughts and feelings because they're worried about judgment. And if we can create a space which is non-judgmental, if we can be friends who are, you know, accepting of kids or people who, as they are, um, you know, yeah, you might not agree with certain things, but you can allow them that, you know, for whatever it is. We don't have to judge, uh, you know, because we don't really know, right, what the other person is going through. We only see it from our perspective. We don't see it from theirs. So I think those are small things that we can do, just create that safe space. Also, you know, just allowing, uh, I mean, I don't know, notifying people who are, um, you know, trusted adults in their lives. I think that really helps to, um, to prevent someone going over the edge, right? Um, because it's just one, it'll take one impulsive thought to do that. And it doesn't happen overnight, it happens with time. So there are a lot of signs that show up before someone actually commits suicide, right? It just doesn't come out of the blue. So we have to be open and sensitive to those things and look out for those things, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I answered that uh, as uh, clearly as I would have liked to. Uh, but that's an interesting thought for me also to really reflect and think about. Oh, ma'am, you have definitely answered the question. And like you've been emphasizing the whole time that make, making sure a space without judgment or a safe space, creating a safe space is very important. doesn't matter if you're a friend, if you're a colleague in a workspace or, you're, or if you're a family member, just having conversations about mental health issues are important. And I'm not talking about awareness, but 
just bring it into the conversation so that people know that it's okay to talk about this and that if i do have a problem and i can open up and that's one important way that us not therapists but us as again friends or whoever we commoners are can bring that down or do something to bring the suicide rate down because god that's painful i hope you listeners have learned something because i definitely have i have learned so much in these 45 minutes and i cannot be more grateful to ma'am so ma'am thank you for that i hope you had a good time and this has been well worth it for those listeners listening if you have something to share if you have something to talk about or if you have an agreement or a disagreement or whatever that may be check out our instagram site that's just dot parte or just full stop parte whatever pleases you we are up we are open for anything so you can dm or whatever you want to say go on do it and follow us follow our spotify channel the thing you're listening on at least for now it's on only on spotify yeah so follow us on spotify follow us on instagram we'll keep coming out with contents like this like we said sundays it's sports mostly cricket and wednesdays it's topics that seem to be relevant to everyone in the world so that's that thank you so much bye bye